Hello, and welcome back to the Pennsylvania Chamber's All Business Podcast, featuring the passion, vision, and unique talents of Pennsylvania's entrepreneurs, business owners, and executives. And now, here's Lori Rennie. Hello, and welcome back to the Pennsylvania Chamber's All Business Podcast. We're excited to welcome to studio today, Jim Karkidi. Chief Executive Officer of JFC Staffing Companies, located in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. At JFC, they invest the time to get to know your business and your goals. With extensive market research, knowledge, and tenured recruiters, JFC is uniquely positioned to partner with you and your industry and find the right talent needs for your organization. Jim, welcome to the studio today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I do want to have a little excerpt or... uh maybe an asterisk there. It's going to be a little fun today, everybody. I heard it's, you know, the all business talk, but I'm sure we'll make it fun today. It's going to be fun all, all business right. talk. That's right, because we're talking about a big issue today, oh, workforce. Yeah. Absolutely. We've got people without jobs. We've got jobs without people, which is where you and your business pretty much step in to help solve some of those issues. So, you know, on every employer's mind right now, we're talking about the challenges they're having and facing with employment opportunities across this Commonwealth. So what are you seeing and how are you kind of approaching these needs as you know, you're know you looking to fulfill these open positions? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Uh, as everyone probably knows, it's listening to this, we have almost or maybe at record low unemployment. Yeah. The uh, economy is booming, which is awesome, but with such a booming economy comes uh, growing pains. and. Most of those growing pains right now are rested on the employers. As you indicated, you know, it's a war for talent out there right now. With unemployment being so low, you know, the days of posting an ad or making a few, having a few interviews and finding that right person are, are behind us. And I would dare to say this could be potentially the new norm. Um, as technology has kind of made the world flat, we've witnessed and lived through it over the years. The evolution where candidates really hold the keys to, uh, to the car and, and driving this process, it, it's completely flipped uh, upside down, whereas before it was the employers who really had more of the, the position of strength or the upper hand. And uh, it's, it's not that way anymore. And I don't foresee it flipping back anytime right. soon. Right, so it's very challenging, I'm sure, to find this, to meet these needs sometimes. So tell us a little bit about how you're going about helping businesses. So they've got, you know, these vacant positions, and we do still have a lot of people out there who are unemployed, who don't Mm -hmm. have a job, and who are looking for that fulfillment. Tell me how JFC steps in to help solve that issue. Good question. Well, you know, the way we do it, I like to relate it in more common terms, so the the general audience or people outside of our industry can... uh, can uh, embrace it a little more, understand it better. So I would think of us as a sports agent or rather teams of sports agents. So what we do is we're really securing the top talent in specific verticals and then we court that talent and we work with them almost like a sports agent would and we represent them with companies. And it's very interesting because we wanna make sure that when we get both the candidate and the client company together for the interview, I like to say when we get them to the altar, we like to make sure that both the employer and the candidate, that we've kind of done our our psychology with them and right. flushed out any cares and concerns, because as most hiring managers know and any candidate, 
uh, an interview is like a first date. We yes. both have our f- great first impressions on, and that's fantastic. But when things unravel, it's usually once the candidate gets into the trenches, and then either the client and or candidate realize it's not what it appeared to be. And we don't want any fallout. We want it to be a happy marriage. So, we're, like I said, we're, we're basically a sports agent. You know, we have 80 plus people that day in and day out, they are constantly creating relationships with candidates first and foremost. And then those candidates, though they come and go, they're not always available, but providing them a good experience and a baseline of knowledge and support. If they're not available when we call on them, oftentimes because of the relationships built, they will refer us to other talent that's similar to them and or those that they admired most in previous or current jobs. Well, and that has to take such a heavy lift off of both parties because, you know, everybody wants to, first of all, from the employer perspective, you want to hire employees that are going to fit with your culture, that you know can step in, they're work ready, they're ready, they understand really the needs of that business, and then you've got the employee who kind of are looking for the same thing. Like, I like the way that you said, you know, you're kind of like a little matchmaker there, yeah, playing, yeah. you know, matchmaker between employees. I should employee. have said we're like chief priests. We try to get them to confess their sins, <laughs> the client and the uh, candidate. Well, matchmaker's a little bit more fun. You yeah, know, A little less daunting than, yeah. than having to confess anything. But, but <laughs> so that's a really heavy lift, like I said, to take that burden off of both parties because that's really a lot of the research that, you know, if you're meeting a candidate for the first time, you don't have any background on them, you're really checking to see it, are they going to fit in here? Right. And a, a resume and or a website for a, right. a, an organization, it can only tell so much. There's so much storyline behind that. And that is our job. That's what we're paid to do. Uh, it's more easily uh, attainable to match hard skills with the job skills needed. But nowadays, like you said, with the advent of social media and Glassdoor and employer rankings and LinkedIn, so you can see candidates, there's so much more that you have to deep dive in and really have thorough, meaningful conversations so that match is is long lasting. Because the last thing we want is to uh, have a failure both for the candidate that we put so much time in and the clients that, you know, we have two masters we serve. Right. And you brought up a good point. The economy's booming. It's really kind of what I'll call a buyer's market. Um, Where, again, as an employee, you can go to a number of places to get a job. So an important element is all this, of, of all this that you're doing is, like you said, that right candidate choice for the employer because employer retention, yeah, big issue going on. Absolutely. Once you get them in the door, how are you going to keep them? And you know, you're a leader in best practices for employee retention and also employee happiness. In fact, you were awarded best places to work in 2018. So you're really practicing what you preach almost since we're going to go back to the preacher thing here and and call you the high priest um (laughs) so what do you do to cultivate that positive workforce and keep your employees engaged and how do you help employers yeah with that as well yeah well you kind of hit the nail on the head there first and foremost uh it it starts internally i say as the chief enthusiasm officer ceo i love it that um you know our number one customer it is our employees and I don't want our candidates or clients to get mad at me for saying that but if you hear me out the reason behind that is when our employees are in a good place and they feel a sense of genuine care and concern from their employer and they come into the environment with the right frame of mind it permeates outwards that means the candidates and the client companies they're getting the same experience so if we did not have such a strong culture and work on that first and foremost uh, it would be like putting the cart before the horse. You know, right. It would be fake and forced, and it would be a failure. So, yes, we have been very fortunate over the years to uh, 
receive a lot of accolades and recognition for our internal culture. Uh, and, and a lot of that has to do with, one, the training. I feel like too often we put people in positions and we just expect them to do that, that role. Really, we need to, as employers, be proactive. So they're always on a journey of learning, active learning. You know, I think big mindset that's negative for us these days is when we get out of formal education, we just learn by experience. Well, you tend to make a lot more mistakes if you're going through it with experience, which is excellent. But you want to marry, or I keep saying marry, you want to combine that experience with, you know, proactive learning offered by the employer and make it fun, like university days right. and stuff. Uh, it's really a, an important component. That, and we have every leader, manager within JFC, we train them to have effective one-to-one coaching conversations. So every team member has an undivided scheduled appointment. Sometimes they're bi-weekly, sometimes they're monthly. It depends on the the situation and the season they're in and their manager will sit with them and it's not to manage they take that chief problem solving hat off and it's really just to listen to employees you know and it's not rocket science for those that wanted to try this sample it you sit down and you ask two questions right out the gate what are your biggest cares and concerns and then you shut up you listen yeah. you have to be an active listener and then it's hard at first because they're maybe a little antsy or it feels awkward but you just keep, you know, you resist talking and say, is there anything else? Tell me more about that. That's interesting. Help me understand what you mean by this. Right. And that's helping that manager learn Absolutely. kind of like, hey, here's what we need to tweak. Here's ways that this company can grow. And like I said, you're modeling this behavior for employers because I think, you know, nobody comes out of school ready-made. Like no. I'm, you know, just, you know, heat it up and here you go. Here's your here's your employee ready to rock, right? Knows your business, right. knows we are constantly learning and changing. You know, I often say with our workforce, when we're talking about our workforce efforts, you know, I learned Lotus and DBase in college and nobody knows what those are anymore and those operating systems are gone. Right. So when you look at how somebody's agile, I mean, really you're teaching that to your own employees, which is reflecting to the people that you serve. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, again, the experience that they receive within the walls of JFC staffing companies, it's like a ripple effect. So that experience goes outward and the candidates and client companies feel that as well. You did ask a question, how do we help uh, the client companies with that? That is kind of a, a sensitive topic because we are in the recruiting business. We're not necessarily there to tell companies what they're doing wrong or right. Certainly if they ask us, myself for instance, have been hired by clients to come in and do corporate training with executive teams. Wow. We welcome that. But we toe the line there. I know that every company has their own philosophy, their own culture, their own budgetary restraints. So we try to work around that. If we see something that's very damaging, obviously we'll point that out for both the physical or or emotional well-being of employees. Um, But ultimately it's for them to just be aware and hopefully solve those problems or else we'd have to say goodbye to some clients because the environments have become a little too toxic or, or threatening. Right, right. And, you know, the cool thing is, like I said, is you're modeling the behavior, you're modeling kind of what it takes. Um, so they're learning from you as well. You know, we all go into other offices and we are like, oh, look at what they do, you know, and yeah. you see these cool things. So it's great ideas to bring back. But, you know, obviously all of that is really reflected in the work that you do for them. I mean, you got Best Staffing Award in 2018 for customer experience. Yeah, top 3% in the country. That's amazing. How how do you exceed those expectations? I mean, again, staffing, such a tough job. Yes, How is. are you doing this? <laughs> What's your secret sauce? Uh, you know, I What's wish there was a secret sauce. sauce. You know, we started this journey pretty much 
during the Great Recession. It was a good reset button for us. Uh, our industry is kind of like banking where uh, leaders in the pack, it's volume, volume, volume. And we yeah. took a step back and said, do we really want to be volume? Do we want to be a revolving door? Let's deliver lasting experiences. And that volume was burning our own staff out as well. So, you know, the get these awards, really, it's just, it, it starts with everyone. You know, everyone has that magical influence. So it's not just the CEO stepping in and giving a rah-rah speech. It's not a lot of companies have the false um, idea that it needs to be a Google-type company with sliding boards in the lobby <laughs> yeah. and sleeping Segways pods. To right? go to the bathroom. That'd yeah. be really neat, but I'll tell you, we have zero of that. We don't have the budget for that, and we've still accumulated all these awards. And it really just comes down to human nature. You know, We're treating people the right way yeah. and providing them an environment where they can play. They're having fun. You know, Life's hard enough, and you're going to have those dips, those ups and downs in the roller coaster at work. And it's good to know that you have a great support team and that if you do make mistakes or you do fall down, that people are there to pick you up. And I think it just takes time. Once employees see that, they, they believe it. At first, they're definitely very cautious. Like, what is going on here? This is not normal. Um, but it, it takes time. It really does. And everyone, you just got to you know, have genuine care and concern. Yeah. It's not, you can't fake it till you make it. I mean, you are absolutely right. And obviously, you guys are doing a fantastic job with that. So, What's next? I mean, what's next for JFC and where do you see yourself moving? I mean, the workforce needs yeah. here in Pennsylvania are evolving very quickly. Absolutely. You know, we're talking about the tech jobs coming, you know, down the pike. We're looking at skilled trades are becoming, yeah. you know, all the rage again. What do you see and how do you see yourself moving with it? Yeah, certainly. Um, wow. There's a lot that I can try to make this as concise as possible and hit on what you said there. So we do have various verticals within JFC staffing companies where teams of recruiters specialize in one specific niche. We have a skilled trades division. That is obviously something of great value right now. Uh, there's a huge gap with you know people that are available and the jobs that are coming in, more so than regular unemployment. Um, then we have the technical IT, which has continually been booming. Uh, we have accounting, financial, engineering. We do office support, clerical, and then we have done the light industrial. We still do, but it's become more of a commoditized industry. So when you ask what we're changing, we're really starting to be more conscious of who we partner up with. We yeah. want to make sure that they're providing fulfilling work with a livable wage. And if it's not, if it's just kind of seasonal churn and burn, which I understand, again, not judging, that's how they have to operate. We've stepped out of that uh, for the most part because it just wasn't, it wasn't the label or the name we wanted to stand behind. So we're really migrating with that. We've spent millions in technology. Technology is huge. Yeah. We're trying to make our processes as simple and quick and easily as possible for the candidate experience and the client experience without losing the substance and the deep dive and the digging. Um, nothing's ever going to replace having a face-to-face -face conversation with the, the client and the candidate. We take great pride in that. Uh, we meet individually with every candidate. They sat in our office even if they drive hours to get there. Um, so, yeah, I think what we're doing next is really just fine-tuning the, the various specialties in our wheelhouse and not trying to be all things to all people. Um, in fact, we just met a need from a lot of clients that have been speaking up over the years. We started JFC PaySolved, which is an electronic onboarding and basically payroll entity. Wow. Um, so it's doing it for their own organizations, whether they use temporaries or not. It's for their in-house employees. Um, so, yeah, that was that literally we just gave birth to that segment this past february i think february march congratulations and, yeah yeah well i got to give a lot of props to my cfo who's been with us since she's gonna get mad 1990 
and uh, she's the brainchild behind this. Well, she started when she was 15. Right, right, yeah. right that's yeah. true. I think maybe 12, maybe 12. Maybe 12, 12, okay, yeah. good, there you go. But that's awesome. I mean, and we can't thank you enough for all you're doing to solve these workforce needs. Like I said, especially you said the magic word, getting people a living wage, yeah. helping employers find that talent, just two of the pillars of workforce strength that our member companies have been looking for. And we thank you so much for spending some time with us today and telling us the JFC staffing story. Um, such great stuff. And we can't wait to see what else you guys do. Yeah, I want to hear about like five more awards next year. So yeah. I can't wait it's to- It's you said. I don't know if you saw in the Central Penn Business Journal their first uh, ever uh, Reader's Choice Awards. Uh, my work family, kudos to them. They swept every category. I think it was five awards congratulations yeah, yeah, that's that fantastic was just last month, so they keep on doing it that They're is awesome people. we can't wait to see where you guys go next and we appreciate again everything you're doing to fulfill the workforce needs of pennsylvania businesses here and of course our citizens and beyond and of course we thank you for your membership with yes, the pennsylvania chamber definitely. it's been a nice long-standing relationship that we've had to learn more about jfc staffing visit www.jfc cstaffing.com. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the All Business Podcast from the Pennsylvania Chamber. Thanks for joining us and be sure to check out more about us and our members on our website at pachamber.org. We'll see you next time. This program is produced by the Pennsylvania Chamber in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, USA. Copyright 2019.